Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, welcome to episode 491 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. First off, I've had to use the Skype recording on a few occasions lately, and this is also one of them. Apologies, my MacBook that I bought last year appears to have bricked. So I have insurance on it with Apple. I'm going to be throwing it at them and going, fuck you. Um, and hopefully we'll be all right this time next week. But uh, thank you for sticking with. Coming up on this week's show, we have our main review, which is David Lowry's new film, the Straits Disney Plus, Peter Pan and Wendy. And are we also doing Ghosted? We are. Becky was sensible. Yeah. OK. <laughs> all right. Fine. All right. Uh, Mark and I will talk about Ghosted. Uh, it's been a, a, a Life's too shit short ton of movies like Ghosted. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, we'll get into it, but yeah, um, uh, plenty of uh, trailers. I'm sure we got some of what we've been watching. Um, uh, I've got Mark and I have got a bit uh, of a gaming corner, um, so <laughs> yeah. look forward to that. And uh, yeah, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Please listen to other like-minded shows such as Chinstroker versus Punter, the Rewatch Project, and uh, Gaming Landfill. And uh, yeah, that's all we. I think that's all we have to say. That's the preamble. We're done. Yeah, my word. Okay, so what has been happening in the film world this week? What has been happening? Let's have a look. The writers are on strike. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun last time, wasn't it? Yeah. This will this will be interesting. Um yeah. I, I, it, so so in a, in a few months, expect a lot of clip shows for, for the TV shows you like. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. It, it, I mean, hey, look, in the end of the day. Look at looking at it at a kind of like a higher high level. Their current contracts seem like they're trying to fuck them for streaming, and that the contracts that the the studios and whatnot are trying to give them are are, are, are really fucking them over for having shorter uh, order seasons, which is kind of like the the name of the game when it comes to streaming. You know, you don't have like twenty three, twenty four episode seasons unless you're network TV. You know, if you're Netflix or Amazon Prime, you're not doing that. And it seems like it's um, geared toward um, towards helping the studios more than uh, more with that. Um, let's see how long it lasts. I'm pretty cynical about this stuff where, you know, you've got a lot of people being interviewed on the picket line at the moment. I wonder if they'll still be there in a month. Um, but, you know, let, let, let's see. Um, but it could mean a bit of a, a downing of tools like outside of the US, maybe not so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, certainly within the US, you know, we, we could start seeing that knock on effect in TV later this year, film next year. Um, and I hope that the writers get what they want, really, because where would films be without them? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. it, it it's um, no matter which way you look at it, movie <laughs> movie studios make a lot of money. They just yep. do. 
<laughs> you know, the the idea that they don't or anything like that. They do make a lot of money. They spend a lot of money, but they make a lot of money as well. Yeah. Yep. Quite. You know, Disney. 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 Gonna be just fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, quite. Um, okay. Uh, uh, fucking, yeah, all right. Um, bu- 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 bum. I yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh, it's been quiet all week, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I think that's kind of just dominating, really. Yeah, yeah you know. It's, you've got that. I think, I think the fact that things have ramped up with actual, like, big <laughs> films coming out. You know, there's, there's, though, uh, how how the fuck did I forget this? Uh, cliffhanger sing- sequels come in. Yeah, and it, it, it seems to have kind of come out of nowhere that one because there was yep. rumblings about it a couple of years ago um, when they released the 4K, which I think was about two two or three years ago now. Sure. Um, and uh, um. Stallone kind of mentioned in one of those weird like uh, like little promo things that he does where he films it where he's he like he like holds like the the, the 4K like he does like, like a little unboxing he sometimes does it with like the um, like the the realistic prop um, and figurine things business that he's got he sometimes does it with those and he was like oh okay. and he he kind of said you know we've talked about a, a sequel. Uh, to Cliffhanger for years because I really liked the character and liked working with the people and we, we talked about it for years and it just it kind of never got off the ground and he, and he did kind of say you know maybe that's you know something we have to look at a little bit and then nothing and then all of a sudden it's yeah we're making a Cliffhanger sequel yeah and you got uh, Rick Roman War of uh, Angel yeah. Has Fallen fame um, and Greenland I think directing it so um, feels like a perfectly correct level director to be doing a cliffhanger sequel um yeah yeah why not let's yeah, let's give it a go there's an element of that yeah apparently the um apparently there's a bit leaked again in other Stallone news um a bit of the plot for the new expendables has leaked Ooh. yeah Ooh. Ooh. Um, and apparently Stallone and Schwarzenegger realised uh, that even though they've now been in a few films together, they've never actually gone up against each other. Wow. Oh, fuck. And um, and apparently that was discussed was, hang on a minute, whenever we've been in a film together, it's either been a joke mm. that we're in a film together or we've been buddies. Mm. So the rumor is that, that 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 there's a possibility that Schwarzenegger's character in the Expendables might end up being the bad guy in the new Expendables. Wow. Or not necessarily the bad guy, but it's an antagonist. Yeah, having oh. you know differing of what is right and what's wrong, and so it's going to be Stallone versus Schwarzenegger within it, which is kind of like ooh. ooh. And the other rumour is that uh, that Van Damme is not playing silly buggers this time and might be back. Interesting. Oh, that's the good. twin of the guy that he played in the first one. <laughs> Fair enough. Good shit. That sounds good. 
Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. The thing is, what I like about these these ideas of these these guys still making films is it's kind of like they've gone. Do you know what? Instead of going, do you know what? I've got an idea. Maybe we should look to make this. They're going, do you know what? We might die soon. Let's fucking make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's depressing. Thanks, Mark. Well, Stallone has said, you know, I, I, it struck me that I, that I need to make these things while I can still make them. Mm. And I'm nearly 80. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, it's, it's bonkers when you look at Stallone and think, yeah, he is, he's nearly 80. Really? Even though I, I, I will say the fact that he's got a Paramount Plus reality series coming called The Family Stallone does make me feel a little sad. But hey, if his fucking kids and whatnot want to try and have reality careers and he's trying to help his kids out, yeah, sure. It, it's, it's one of those, it'll be... Yeah, it's a bit. It's not something I'm probably gonna watch, but it does seem a little yeah, you fucking bit. Will. It does seem a little yeah, bit. Um, yeah, I mean that that's an outright lie, Mark. It probably is. Yeah, even as I say, I thought actually you probably will, you prick. <laughs> um, it, it does seem a little bit like Paramount have gone. You do realise that every time you post like just general shit that's going on in your life with your kids, loads of people like it, mm. and he's gone. Yeah, good. Why would you turn that into a show? <laughs> yeah, uh, and and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, why not? You know, like Sage was his son who ran Grindhouse Releasing, who died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, it, it's like he's had some fucking tragedy in his life, um, and I, I, yeah, he's get he's getting on. I, I just, I don't know. It's like. I find it impossible to feel any ill will for anything that Stallone does. Like, and I know, I, I know you, you, you don't like Mark, but you've got like a really quite deep personal emotional connection with the dude. You know, I, I don't think I'm, I'm like, no, no. And I'm, I, I mean, that sounds silly, but I, I, I mean it, you know, like he, Stallone has meant a lot to you, hasn't he? Yeah. And it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, and it, it's, but even me, it, it I don't know, like the yeah yeah the dude's made a lot of schlock. Even though I will say I was in sorry slight tangent. I was in HMV the other day, and um I think it's eighty eight films. There's a special edition of Detox. Detox um, is, is I'm not necessarily going to say it's a good film, but I enjoyed Detox. <laughs> I mean I mean and I looked at it and it's got features up the wazoo. <laughs> And it's got like an audio commentary by a couple of like critics and stuff. And it, I, I was just, I didn't realize that Detox had quite got that reputation. I watched it back in the day, but it's Jim Gillespie, who I think directed I Know What You Did Last Summer. And it's like, I, shit, do I need to watch Detox again? Um, yeah. And I think I do. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Just like, the fuck and it was like it was kind of like pride of place it wasn't like the spine out it was like cover out like they wanted you to actually oh detox you know like it was like oh wow all right then you know and yeah anyway um so sorry oh, re- rewind my I, thinking i'm just sorry. checking something i am fairly certain i'm going to say this with with more confidence in a second but oh god that's that one isn't it it's good is that i think that i think there's only maybe Four films um, 
Demolition Man, the specialist, are the only Sylvester Stallone films that came out in the cinema in the UK that I have not seen um, since Oscar came out in 1991. So in 31 years, I've seen every Stallone film that came out in the cinema in the UK. In the cinema, right, yeah. With the exception of uh, Demolition Man and The Specialist, and that's because Demolition Man came out when I was nine <laughs> and as a 15, and The yep. Specialist came out when I was 12, um, and it was a fifth. I think I was an 18, actually, because there's some, there's some raunchy bits in it. Um, Is that him and Sharon yeah. Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, there's raunchy bits in it. They yeah. fucking shower. Nice. Yeah, you see a lot of Stallone's bottom. Oh, dear. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, I also remember, sorry, very last bit, I'll say this. I also remember going up to watch Copland in the cinema hmm. and going up and really fucking confidently striding up thinking, you have to be confident <laughs> to get into a movie that is too old for the age you are. Yeah. And yep. walking up and going, ah, it's one for Copland, please, mate. And the guy going, uh, Yeah. And then serving me and going, and then giving me the ticket and going, where how old are you? Me going, uh, 15, and going, all right. And then walking away, and then as I was walking away going, wait a minute, I am 15. <laughs> <laughs> it was an 18, yeah. I thought it was a bit weird when you said 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, the guy didn't give a shit. <laughs> no. Oh, that, no, 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 what you did, you said it with such confidence that it just shattered his thinking that it was an 18. He was like, he sounded so confident. I've got to go with that. Yeah, all right, mate. At any moment now. <laughs> this is the thing. When I was like 15, 16, I just had um, like one of the guys I used to hang around with in school. I call him more an acquaintance than a friend, but we'd like go to the cinema in like a group of people. Um, and he just looked like four or five years older than any of us. So he just always got the tickets. <laughs> and, like that was just like that was the way, you know, like I saw um, Hannibal when I was like 16. And that was like the one of the great moments of my teenage years. Yeah, like we saw Hannibal, Hannibal in the fucking cinema. We briefly had the standee, didn't we, from Hannibal? Like, like fucking Hopkins's face, just kind of smiley leering. Yeah, out of the, out of like a prison, what is it, window thing? Yeah, briefly yeah, had that standee. You had that standee? Yeah. <laughs> I just literally just went over and went, what do you do with these after you finished? Anyway, um, I mean, sometimes like staff collect them or if not we just chuck them in the bin I was like can I have that yeah. one and he went, went over to the back of it and went no one's claimed it mate yeah I'll pop your name on it <laughs> that's a fucking intense standee it's like in, in my attic I've got maybe like a hundred random posters that I've take, took from the cinema when I used to work for View you know like they're just up there god knows what I've got up there I'm pretty sure I've got the teaser poster for Inglorious Bastards. I know that I've got a poster of Shutter Island when it had its original release date on it before it got moved out of the Oscar season. Um, and it's like, I kind of wonder how much I could fucking... 
there's got to be some fuckers who would pay some money for them. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're just up in my attic. Um, but yeah, so rewind, rewind, rewind. So, yes, he's made some, like, some schlock, but Stallone, it's... It's the it's the fact that the dude still cares. Like you look at actors and filmmakers in general who are like his age now, you know, perfectly intent to just live out their days and whatnot. That motherfucker. And it's not like it, it doesn't feel like he's grifting. That's that's no. the thing with Stallone. Like, yes, he's selling shit, but he's also making an effort. You know, and it, that's, it, it, that's it. it's it's yeah. often it's often stuff that is fan stuff as well. It yeah. is for collectors. And he and yeah, and that's the bit. He just knows that people will like it. He knows people will pay for it, but he knows that people are paying for it. And you know, he, he, yeah, I on yeah, I good on good on Stallone. May he fucking continue on. I hope we get another like ten years of him in the public eye. Mm. Actually. Yeah. Segway to another quick news story. Clint Eastwood has set up his next film. Fucking hell, is he? Right, fair fucking play, Clint. It sounds like pretty good. Apparently, like the thinking is, it is going to be his last film, and it's kind of a weird one to go out on. But but yeah, so it's called Jura Number Two. Um. Starring uh, Nicholas Holt, Tony Collette, and Zoe Deutsch. Uh, The pick follows family man Justin Kemp, who, while serving as a juror in a high-profile murder trial, finds himself struggling with a serious moral dilemma, one he could use to sway the jury verdict and potentially convict or free the wrong killer. Now, that's an interesting logline because I'd heard something else about it. Apparently, he did the murder. Ooh. And he's selected as a juror. Oh, that sounds fucking interesting. And I'm, is that Nicholas Holt, I'm guessing? Yeah. I'll, I'll take Nicholas Holt doing that. I, I mean, that's a, that's just a take me back to the fucking mid-90s and, like, John Grisham adaptation that's two and a half hours long. Like, yeah. that, like that feels like a let's fucking go if ever there was one. Yeah, that is a that is a firmly this is the most Thursday of fucking movies I've ever watched and I am up for it. I had a that... day off Friday, so I'm gonna watch yeah. this fucking two and a half hour Thursday movie. I, I, I think that it just that sounds like a fucking great premise. Yeah. Like let's get more films with just great premises back. Yeah, that's it. Just yeah, it, it is. Just more more films that you look at and go, yeah, th- that if that had been made in the 90s, it would be 7.99 on iTunes now. Exactly. Exactly. Like, God, do I need to rewatch this as well? I just suddenly thought, man on a ledge. What's it about? It's about a man on a ledge. Why is he on the ledge? Oh, you'll have to find out. All right, then. I will. <laughs> well, that ledge is decent. Someone yeah. did him, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was. I'm supposed to listen. Listen. What the fuck's he doing in that? And it's all right. But listen to the cast. This is the cast of... That's on my ledge. Sam Worthington, Jamie Bell, Elizabeth Banks, Edward Burns back when, well, not uh, a few years after he was hot shit, um, oh. Anthony Mackey and Ed Harris. Oh, oh. I mean, here, here we go. Here we go. 12 holes in there as well. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. 
he's he's the my face is my warrant guy from Transformers, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, good. Good. A man, a man who lives with a man who lives with the confidence of wait a minute, I am fifteen now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm I gotta say, I, I hope listeners are enjoying this. I'm having a fucking blast. What fun this is. <laughs> Not even at the news section yet. <laughs> I know, I know. It's great. I've got a fucking watch list as long as my fucking arm already. Uh, <laughs> wowee. Wowee. What a treat. Right, okay. Should we talk some trailers then? Yeah, because there's been some. <laughs> Hasn't there just? Hasn't there just? I want to start, because it's coming out in a couple of weeks, we don't need to talk about it too much. There's a new Fast X trailer. Yeah. That uses the music from the climax to arrival in it. And it is the most tonally, what the fuck are you doing here? Thing <laughs> I may have ever seen. It's fucking amazing. I, honestly, the more I am seeing about Fast X, the more yeah. I'm, the more my brain is going, is this going to be the film of the year? <laughs> yeah. I I started the year so edgy about Fast X, and it just all. It looks like Jason Momoa is going to be the villain that we've needed for the last few. Yeah, he's not going to end up part of the team by the end of it. <laughs> no, no, that no, that's exactly it. Him and his fucking hair comes out in two weeks. I'm really so up for Fast X. I started watching uh, Fast 7 last night. Nice. Like, or Furious 7. Had to be done. Had to be done. I started what that as well. That fucking... I'll talk about it more next week, but that film opens with Jason Statham visiting his brother in a hospital saying, you take good care of my brother and then seemingly blowing up the hospital. Yes, and walking out having literally destroyed the hospital. It's great. It's a bit like like, like you're up in an orderly just is stood there going, you're really fucking difficult, mate. Yeah. It fucking, fucking brilliant. And then uh, Dom and Letty driving to Race Wars, which <laughs> is just an incredible name for a thing, even back then, I think. Um, <laughs> it's the sort of thing that if, you, if, great. if, we, if like, when we meet Uncle Vin, we, we could go, Race Wars thing. And he'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about it for more than a microsecond and he'd go, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking incredible. The beauty, the beauty of the fast movies is, with the fast movies, you should never think about anything within any of the fast movies for more than a second. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's great, but yeah, this Fast X trailer. If you haven't seen it, listener, you need to see it. It is just the most fucking incongruous mix of visuals and music I may have ever seen. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is fast. It's incredible. It, yeah. it, it, it's incredible. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, oh God, why has my YouTube got so much fucking James Corden on it? It's not like I'm clicking on him, even though that's apparently how it works. I swear I'm not. Um, right. Is, is he your uh, Amanda Holden? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he, yeah, good call. I think he might be. Right. Um, Wish teaser trailer. Um, so this is the film that Disney are kind of basically pinning their whole hundred years kind of like celebrations on. Do you guys watch the trailer for this? I have, yes. 
Okay. I haven't. So it they're going like from the studio that brought you, like Moana and Frozen, but then it's like Lion King, Cinderella, like really going for the like I think it says Snow White, really going for the classics. And apparently it's the story of the star that like when you wish upon a star, that star. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's, it's the story we all need. It's the spin-off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it of just the Disney star. It it's a bizarre concept. The trailer doesn't really do. The only thing I remember about the trailer is that like an animal seemingly wishes that it can talk, and then it starts talking, and it's yeah. got like a really deep voice. This Enjoy the, the fact most, that it has a deep voice. Yeah, it, it's the most how would you've done it again of movies. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. That. Yes, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. But. I'm looking forward to that. So Donna, Lossie and I, like around Thanksgiving weekend, because it just tends to be that time of year, Donna, Lossie and I will uh, go into Cardiff. We'll go see some Christmassy shit, um, go go out for dinner, then go watch a movie. You know, and it, it, like the year before last, we did Encanto. Last year, we did Strange World. It appears it's just like the, the, the Disney animation release is the one that we go for. And I think that Wish at that time of year is going to work very well. Do I think it's yeah. going to be anything more than a three out of five? God, no. Do I think it's going to make an absolute shit ton of money and absolutely just piss all over Strange World? Yes, I do. And that's upsetting because Strange World is good. But yeah, I think we will probably do the same with that. Well, we will probably go into Beverly. I mean, we probably won't take Ian's child. Well, no, we probably take Ian's child. Unless, you know, happenstance happens. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we'll probably go into Beverly, won't we? Look around the, like, seven shops that are at the shopping centre. <laughs> yeah. uh, then go watch Wish. And then go and sit in the Christmas, um, like, TP thing they have. Have a couple of drinks. Have something to eat. And then, yeah. Fuck shit up. We did that the movie last year, didn't we? Um, and then went to Estabulo and ate shitloads of meat. Oh, so much meat. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else we got? Very quickly, <laughs> The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Song- Songbirds and Snakes. No one asked me yeah. this. No, no one asked for it. No one wants it. I honestly thought it was a TV show. Uh, it looks like a TV show. Uh, the problem... Right. A few things I said to you didn't I, before I watched this trailer. This looks like what you expected the first Hunger Games to look like, but then it was actually good. Hmm. Um, also, doing a Hunger Games prequel, which I think is set in a dystopian future, and then try to make it look like it's set in dystopian future 60s, is a bit weird. Yeah, um, it's an aesthetic. Yeah, but also as well, there can't be, like, any big, like, comeuppance for you know for the people running the Hunger Games because the Hunger Games happened yeah no cause, well I think it's just it's basically Snow's origin story I don't know Snow's oh the what's it the, Donald Sutherland Donald Sutherland yeah yeah, yeah. But, but just but it's just they're gonna try and eke as many out as they can and it just doesn't it doesn't work I no I I feel like it's going to come out to a massive shrug. Yeah. And if, if you'd have told me who played the villain in it, if, if you'd have asked me to guess who played the villain in it, you have a real problem with I would have straight away gone, it's Dinklage in it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it's... This is one of those ones where it's like, just make a TV series. Yeah. Just make it, you, you could get fucking years out of this. Just make okay. a fucking TV series. And, you make know... A TV like, series, you, you, you could probably spend half the money and still make as much. Hmm. Yeah. It... Yeah, just I, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, uh, yeah, okay. Um, right, uh, <laughs> a haunting in Venice. Fuck uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm a little bit worried that people, uh, like, and it's Whoa. not going to be as. Stop. What? Becky what? hasn't watched this trailer yet for some reason. Becky, go to the kitchen and watch this trailer. <laughs> Becky, do you know what it is? Do you know what yeah, it is? I ain't got a clue. Right, go to the kitchen. Oh, shit. Right, okay, you go watch that. I'll talk about something else for a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Mexico Wins trailer. Oh, fuck. That, great, great. Yeah. Because the reveal, the reveal in that trailer, if you don't know that it's that film, like... Because it, all the way through it, you're getting an idea of, oh, wait a minute, is this... <laughs> But I mean, it just, it looks like a ghost story. That's the thing. Yeah. It just looks like a ghost story with like a weirdly, that person's in it, that person's in it, and then that person's in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I, I literally high five myself. Oh, mate. Like, yeah, I mean, fucking fantastic. So, yeah, Nate's goal wins. Hey, look, fair play, Taika Waititi, think the dude's a prick. Mm. He makes decent, what looks to be decent film here this looks this looks fun yeah it it doesn't it doesn't in a weird sense if i'm watching it going this looks fun it's kind of cool running z and i like that but then every so often you get a little bit of the take my teeth you it into it and you think oh no is it is it that he's making a what he thinks is a better version of cool runnings so I'm, yeah. I, I, I am, like one part of me is looking forward to it, and the other part of me is going, oh, "Cool, this is great." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's, I, I hope that he remains still pretty misanthropic by the end. I don't want him to be a completely changed man. He can like those people, but I still want him to be a bit of a dick. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There, there's that. Um, okay, I, I, I feel like th- this trailer will nearly be done. It will be, but there's another. We'll talk about. I've got one more because obviously we've got that and uh, and another biggie. But Gran Turismo. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, this comes out um, the weekend before my birthday. I have decided yep. this will be my birthday film. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to watch it as soon as it comes out, but you bet your fu- and I can't get my birthday off work because I've let too many of my team take the day off work on that day and kind of forgot that it was my birthday. Um, but you bet I will be finishing as early as possible and drive into the IMAX and I will watch Gran Turismo. In my Nissan leaf. Um, 
<clears throat> bombing it down the A4232 to the Odeon. Um, and I think this looks fun, and I very much want to see Digimon Honsune and Ginger Spice play a married couple. I don't like the validation that it gives to people that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can play guitar. I'm really good on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd be really good in, like, a war. I'm, I play COD. And it's like, no, but it's based, fuck it off. It is based it's on a life. guy. It is based on a guy who played a shitload of Gran Turismo, went to this Gran Turismo Academy and became a fucking race car driver. What, what I will say, though, is that is one guy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I know. But what I will say is there's a, there's a minor amount of bias that, 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 that Becky has with this because we know somebody, don't we, who is a dick and is convinced that he can drive, yet he doesn't have a driving <sighs> yeah. license. Has never had a driving lesson that we know of. He's convinced he can drive um, because he's really good. And it's Gran Turismo, isn't it? Mm. He's really good at Gran Turismo. Um, and he's even got like the um, like the steering wheel thing and like the special seat thing for it. What and, a con. And, and actually says, actually has said to me before, a person who can drive and said, yeah, but I'm probably a better driver than you because my reflexes are quicker. So like, how, and but how you is can't drive. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other thing. Uh, <laughs> is his boyfriend studying accounting at university? He's far more sensible than this twat. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's... Yeah. They've got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're happy with that, are we? Yeah, he looks like a nice boy. He looks like a nice boy, yeah. told his family uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, um, sorry, a bit of a tangent. Somebody she met at uni. Yeah. Yeah, she's met. Oh, oh that's great. Oh, he's good. in the oh. second year and she's, she's in the first. He's in the second year. She's in oh, first that's year. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She Would likes you? him because he's really awkward, so he know, she knows he doesn't. She doesn't have to worry about him talking to other girls because he can't talk to girls. And I was like, well, how did you? How did you get talking to him? And she was like, oh, I basically just talked at him until he started responding and then it kind of went from there oh that's brilliant um well i'm glad he's not grand turismo cunt anyway no, um, it's not. <laughs> so uh, yeah look I, I i don't i think it looks all right i'm kind of up for david harbour being a fucking begrudgingly fucking trainer who learns to like the guy i yeah. hope the guy is charismatic i feel like that's going to be a very big is this film going to work if you're going to be behind him or not? But, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's got it's got very strong when I was worried about the Pacific Rim uh, sequel because I thought John Boyega was very not very charismatic based on how bland he is in the Star Wars movies. And then Pacific Rim, he's fucking great. <laughs> I'm going to need David um, Harbour to put some weight back on. <laughs> All right, Lily Allen. <laughs> it, 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 it just doesn't look right. On him. Okay. Alright, Lily Allen. <laughs> she so, did exactly the same thing, didn't she? He doesn't though, does it? We all know him as like what's his face off of Stranger Things. Well you don't. Um and then he's there all skinny and shit and it's troubling. I, I know him as the CIA guy from Quantum of Solace and I think he's doing perfectly fine fifteen years on. Um <laughs> uh, so haunting in Venice. Becky, what was your reaction when that moustache appeared? 
Oh, I didn't even realise Haunting in Venice. Is it, is, it, is it from one of the books? Yeah. So I should yeah. know, shouldn't I? Because I quite like Agatha Christie. You got it. No, I don't have any Poirot ones. Oh, so you did? No. No, that's my next project after I've got all my Stephen King is to get all the Agatha Christie's. Anyway, we digress. Um, Yeah, it, it popped up and I was like, is it? Is it a Poirot movie? Is it? And then he started talking and it was like, it, it was like, you know, the, the bar thing. Yeah. And they all like raised their hands. It was like that. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> uh, and it, 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 I don't know, because I, I think it's interesting. It kind of feels like the, I want to rewatch Death in the Nile, on the Nile. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch just both of the first two before this. Before this. And it, it, like Death on the Nile, I feel like we were all, yeah, it's all right on. And it, but it kind of feels like the commercial performance of it. They've just gone, fuck it. This film was cursed. We kind yeah. of think we've got a good thing going here. We're just going to keep on going. Yeah, a little, think, a little bit like, look, we made more on the first one than we thought we would. We lost a little bit on the second one. Fuck it. Third one will be all right. The first one fucking slaps, to be yeah. fair. It does. It does. Like, the, the the first one, that's a terrific film. Mm. It's a really, really solid film. And I, I'm more than happy to give Devil on the Nile another go, you know, and it, it just like the fact that it's about the origin of his moustache is incredible. Um, but uh, it, it feels like with this one, it's going to be, we got the cast, people are going back to the cinema, it's in, in September, so it's kind of just on the edge of spooky season. We can yeah. do something with this. If we you market know, I, this as a horror movie, but it's a horror movie that everyone can go to, yeah, then we we could make bank. Poirot horror, yeah, feels like yeah, all right, let's let's give that a go. Why not? Even if like the horror affectations calm down when you realise it's obviously all of the mortal realm, you know, fair, fair enough. But yeah, I, yeah, I, very very up for that. Very up for that. And um, yes, and we've got Benoit Blanc and Poirot just just fucking doing murder mystery shit, and I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, heavily accented detective men. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Um, okay, uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, Michelle Yeoh voicing uh, Bird. <laughs> Robot yeah. bird. Um, oh. So the, the scuttlebutt on this is that it's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but um, and I, I, I didn't want to. I haven't wanted to say that in the boy chat because Noel seems really up for it. Um, but like about like the inside word on it that's been leaking out is it's like borderline unwatchable. Uh, just an absolute mess. Oh, really? But, I, I, I was actually quite keen for this one. I never am for it, Transformers movies. Yeah, but trailer does a good job selling it. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's a prequel, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, set in 1994. It's set in the 80s. It comes up saying 1994 in, like, all-screen ti- all title. Yeah. Um, it's directed by the guy who directed Creed 2. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it's such an oddity, this movie. I, and just in the boy chat as well, I was talking about how 
it's kind i bet there's a subset of people like the one that has the human face i bet yeah. there's a subset <laughs> that of people so creepy. who really want to just fuck that transformer and then noel replied basically saying they made that transformer to basically have kind of like a sexy transformer that people would want to fuck oh see that's grim and, no. yeah isn't it isn't it mm. yeah yep but yeah <laughs> But what? It's got some dick sucking lips, has it, Mark? Is that what you're thinking? No, no I'm not saying. I'm saying it's, it's, of course they did, because that's what that's what these people did. <laughs> it's literally you can imagine them all sat around in a room, um, having like designed it and all looking at it and sort of going, and then one of them going, "I mean, I think she's hot," <laughs> and all the rest of them going, "Oh, I'm glad you fucking said that." <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, look, I think that shot at the end where it's like that one of going through CG land, obviously, but just all these fucking animal robots like ripping shit up. Sure. If this thing is over two hours long, we're in trouble. It's we're in to be though, you know. Yeah, it's going to be. but it's like That's I, what I I'm swear, now. <laughs> I swear, Bumblebee was around two hours. And that film was pretty fun. And I, I took Lottie to that pre-COVID. Bumblebee was under two hours. Yeah, there you go. What year was that? Uh, was it 19? 18. 18? Yeah, it's gone 18. Fucking hell. I took Lottie to Bumblebee when she was four. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. She sat through the whole thing. Wow. I find out how wow. long Transformers Rise of the Beast is, but there's no there's no runtime listed anywhere yet. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably not locked yet. But yeah, look, I it, it I think it looks fun. Comes out the week after Spider Verse. I it just it we're in we're getting into the season of just bang bang bang. Here's just fun, and it's the first year since 19 where it's just like here's fun like every week here's another fucking potentially shit just leave your brain at the door escapism and i'm really looking forward to that after the last few years like last year cinemas were open but it still felt like the year was a little bit quiet yeah Um, it wasn't holistically busy I mean, God, what was the big Marvel film in the summer last year? You had Thor, Love and Thunder in July. I swear there was something in May. No, that was November. That that was November 21. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The fuck was it then? What was before Doctor Strange? Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? So, yeah, I, I, it felt like summer last year was just a bit of what, what? This year, it's just film 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 we're just gonna throw them at you and yes please let's just do that again i'll never fucking cry a blockbuster summer ever again i swear <laughs> do we have anything else before the biggie no just the biggie right this is far and away the most oh what the fuck sorry the Dead Reckoning Part 1 biggest stunt in cinema history thing just started playing on my YouTube. Right. June Part 2. We're back. 
Austin yep. Butler is fully fucking albino and bald. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He looks like he's got cum all over him. Yes. Um. This looks good. This looks. This looks good. It's, it's, it's the whole thing's an IMAX, isn't it? Yeah. 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 This film is going to fuck, suck, slap, and bang. Yeah. It's 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 you're watching the trailer going. Jesus fucking villain you got that got them has got them to fund not one not two but three two hundred million dollar art house sci-fi movies. And you know what? Is that entire trailer just basically or the entire end of end of that trailer just basically him trying to get a ride on a sandworm? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to look incredible in IMAX. It just, it it, it looks massive. It looks like it might, you might start to make more sense of what's going on. Mm. But, yeah, I just looked at it going, do you know what? Fucking bring it on. That looks fucking great. I'm looking forward to luxuriating in three fucking hours of that. If, If it is received well... I think that it it will be the big Oscar botherer of next year, or at least yeah. one of one of the two. It, they are they are going to be desperate to offer Salome at least get him a nomination. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know it, it. It's just the fact that Dune Part One did so well with the technical nominations. Mm. That it is like okay, you 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 make a film that again people really like and does well at the box office, and here we go. And it's I think it's really smart putting this trailer out now, right at the start of blockbuster season, in you know probably in front of Guardians Volume Three to just get it in front of as many people as possible, and you know have the people who maybe didn't watch Dune Part One to go oh shit maybe I need to watch that, yeah, and then. It, it comes it, it comes to this you know it, it's it, it just made me want to watch the first one again oh god yeah you know and it's i remember being relatively lukewarm first time round really clicking into it second time round and i think the third the third time might be just yeah all right then i'm just going to submit to it um but then also this one the cast as well it's like the poster that came out yesterday the cast just goes for days and days I mean, it's a just really kind of almost intimidatingly good cast. Yeah, because he's not just gone for like, oh, it's that. I mean, you've got you've got like people like uh, Zendaya, Charlemagne, uh, uh, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, but you've also got like Christopher Walken's in there. Um, Stephen McKinney's is in there. Uh, uh, Charlotte Rampling. Apparently Tim Blake Nelson is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. In a fairly in a Leah Sadu. Well, not like that's it. It's no. not confirmed as who, but it's somebody who is in this and possibly what will be the part three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it is just let's go filming all in IMAX. I mean, along with Nolan, he's one of the great IMAX filmmakers. Yeah. Um. 
And yeah, it, it's yeah, just like it looks great. It it looks it looks terrific. And just what a treat we're gonna have getting into November and just getting into the winter months and into the Christmas movie kind of season and having this big fucker out there then. Yeah. It is yeah. I think it's gonna gobble up money as well. And especially because now we don't have because uh, Blade was supposed to be out in November. Now that we don't have that, I think Marvel, the Marvels is around in November, a couple of weeks after. Yeah. But, uh, I, but it's already, I, I think, it's already done its thing. It, yeah, ex- yeah and, exactly. And that. the thing is, they're looking at it and going, they, they, the studio must be looking at it and going, the fucking red carpet we're going to have. Yeah. The gotcha. red carpet we're going to have, it is going to be the only thing people are going to talk about for a fucking week. When we have Zendaya, Timothy Charles, Austin Butler, and Florence Pugh all fucking stood with each other. Mm. Yeah. And then when they walk away, we've got fucking everybody else coming up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to be such an event, isn't it? Yeah. Warner must be so already so happy that they were like, yeah, all right, then here's the money, do another one. You know, because it, it it did it did it did well, but it didn't do so much that you'd overwhelmingly go, okay, do a second one. You know, Villeneuve really put his balls on the table there by putting part one in on the opening title card. Mm. Like really, yeah, I, just, I remember, like yeah, we were even like we were like, oh, fuck, that's a bit bold. And then literally like a week later, it was like, no, the next one's coming. <laughs> and it, it, it's I I kind of almost feel like. Just that sheer, we're calling it part one, helped with that push of just getting oh, yeah. it over the line to a green light. Because, like I say, it, did, it didn't lose money, but it didn't set things alight. But there's some fucking, you know, there's a bit of an ass to its box office gross, I think it's fair to say. You know, October 21. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's fucking day, that fucker was day and day in the US because of bloody HBO Max. How fucking yeah. mental is that? That that yeah. film like a weird, like, for a lot of people in the US, it was just yeah, and it just like the the US, it's like oh yeah, you can just watch it at home. That film, the, that film, ah, uh, just sorry, just the difference in image you are losing between the IMAX framed version and the standard version. It just and it's. God, I hope they release the IMAX framed version for home release at some point. It genuinely feels at parts when you watch it when you're watching it at home, like you're watching half the film. It, it like the the scope is not quite there, and no. I, I I I think they'll do it. I think I think it's coming. I think there'll be some sort of part one, part two box set that will do the whole IMAX framing. I I. I know Villeneuve doesn't want to distract from the experience of IMAX, but I genuinely feel like the film is less powerful at home because of the framing. No, it's not the studio, though, dude. Like, like Nolan, so he allows IMAX framing for, and it's it's a director decision, apparently. And he allows the IMAX framing for the physical releases, for Blu-ray and 4K, but doesn't for digital. And it's yeah, just it's, one of his things that he does. Yeah, it's an odd little quirk, isn't it? 
It, yeah, it is, but it, it's not. It's not. The studio would love. Would I'm sure would love to crow about like see it the way the director intended. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Yeah. It, it, it will yeah. be the fair point that yeah, they would do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, very hyped. Right. Oh, what a treat. What a fucking trailer section. I'm spent. That was Film Bastards for this week. Um, <laughs> right. So. We've got to review movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we've got so much to come. Oh, strap in. Right. So, Peter Pan and Wendy um, is directed by David Lowry and stars Jude Law. Uh Ava Gabo Anderson, Alexander Maloney, Yara Shahidi, and Alyssa Wapanafak. Uh, uh, oh, and Jim Gaffigan's Mr. Smee. Um, sure. Right, so Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, Wendy knows who Peter Pan is, mm-hmm. and the boys are there, but Peter Pan comes along. But he doesn't necessarily know who Wendy is, I think. I was a bit drunk when I watched the first part. Takes him off to Neverland. Captain Hook's there. But Captain Hook and Peter Pan have a past. And it's not the Peter Pan you know. Is it the story that you want to be told? I don't know. Very intrigued to see what you guys think. My opinion on this film has... Not not exactly evolved. I I I I I think thinking on it, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna lead on with, I appreciate the um the 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 want to do something different. I question who the fuck the film is for. Mm, yeah, it's definitely not for children. It's nostalgia bait for grown ups. I think it's nostalgia bait for film Twitter who really like David Lowry's Pete's Dragon. But but then again, we are people who really like David Lowry's yeah. Pete's Dragon. But I also think that we're not necessarily systematically no. on film Twitter 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, that's a very good point. What has the general reception been? I, I, tend to I say haven't seen fucking nothing. This film, come, go on, Mark. Have you seen anything? Not a lot, no. Everyone no, seems it, to, yeah, there, there seems to be. The only people that seem to have watched it are not the people that it's actually aimed at, and they've struggled with it. Okay. It, it, it is bizarre. This film has come out, and it's just, it's content. And I feel really bad because. I might I I don't I don't think this film is a banger. I don't think it's shit. I think it's all right. I feel like that it's Disney Plus fate is both appropriate because this film would not have made any fucking money in the cinema. Um but also is a shame because Lowry's obviously going for something. Yeah. That's it. This 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 film wasn't made by Disney as for, for pure content. They made it because they went Right, this guy has done us a solid before, and he can make an interesting, different take on Peter Pan. Is it different, though? It's different to a lot of Peter Pan movies, yeah. In what way? But it's not for kids, and it's quite, it's quite, 
introspective and fucking thinky about betrayal. I feel like that's been done before, though. But not in Peter Pan. Matt, right, here's my quick feeling that I'll go to you, because you quite like the story of Peter Pan, don't you? Mm-hmm. I don't like the story of Peter Pan. Like, I, I actively, do, I don't think I like a single Peter Pan adaptation at all. I think they're all shit. I don't like Peter Pan. I don't like the annoying fucking children in Peter Pan. I don't, I, I just, I don't like it. I was really looking forward to this because it was loud. I thought it might do something visually interesting. And there are little bits that are visually interesting in it. Um, I think um, Ever Anderson is, is decent. I think she's a really good Wendy, actually. Um, I think the rest of the young cast are all exactly what I expected and terrible. Um, and I think Jude Law is... I thought we might get Jude Law having a lot of fun with this. I don't think he's having fun with it, but I think he's very good in it. Mm. Mm. But I don't think it's a fun movie. It's the no, the, and I was. It took me a while to key into his performance because it starts and it's like, this is pretty fucking one note. Like he's not really doing Captain Hook, and then as the film goes on, it's like, oh, that's that's why he's not doing Captain Hook because he's just like he's fucking set in his ways and he's doing this thing because he's stuck in a perpetual machine of just fighting Peter Pan and them living to fight another day and then just doing it all again, and it's like this going through the motions kind of performance. But there's a point to the fact because it's hook going through the motions and by the end of it you understand that but i'm again if it's a film that's supposed to be like yeah okay you know super mario brothers people are going like oh you know it's for kids it's not for a family audience at this you know and it's like fuck you it's only for kids at the same point this film fuck you it's only for adults like and, and thematically it's only for adults, and yeah, I think there's just there's as anything much in there that you about that. Mm. No, there's yeah. there's not not a thing. Lottie was bored out of her fucking mind. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't believe that. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was bored for quite a, a chunk of it. Yep, first half is borderline turnoffable, and then it gets a bit more interesting in the second half for me. What do you think about that? They've obviously gone for like more of a kind of, and I know obviously there's a flying ship and there's pirates and all that kind of stuff, but so it's going to sound ridiculous, but they've obviously gone for a more realistic vibe for Neverland, haven't they? It just looks like it could be, I don't know, somewhere in the Scottish fucking Highlands or something. It looks like it was filled in Ireland. Yeah, 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 it does. So, but the the film suffers for that, I think. Can I just say one thing? When it first gets to get to Neverland, they go, it's the most wonderful place I've ever seen. It's like, what? What made it look wonderful? It's really great. I mean, it's really great. To be fair, you hate the British countryside, don't you? So. But it's supposed to be Neverland. The most interesting thing it's about Neverland, be Neverland yeah. was in the background is Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is boring. There's very little magic to this story, with the exception of Pixie Dust and a fairy. Um, but I do like the story. I feel like, but then the story is the story. Whoever makes it, I don't really think Lowry's done anything unique with this, which 
which was the appeal, really, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think Wendy's a really good Wendy. Um, she's supposed to be a bit of a a precocious twat like, that just doesn't want to go off to a girls' prep school and like start the next stage of a life. That that is. She's supposed to be like headstrong and stuff, and I think it gets that across really well without her being like she's not a knobhead. She's just a bit like, well, no, fuck that. I want to be a kid still. Yeah, another fucking just British story of of rich people problems. Oh, whatever. Boring. Um, I thought the kid who played Peter Pan was shit. He was like, fucking just, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He is just awful. Mm. Yeah. He, if he had, was the main character, yeah, this would have been a disaster. He had he had massive energy of oh he gets all the best plays at school. <laughs> yeah. It it only justifies its title with that last scene. Like it's not because it's not Peter Pan and Wendy. The story is not Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm. You know, Hook's it's emotional trauma. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Peter Pan's mental dilemma. It's Captain Hook's fucking latter years death spiral complex. But Peter Pan and Wendy sounds more marketable. Yeah, they they you know you, you know that Larry wanted to just call it Wendy. Oh yeah, but he yeah. couldn't because Ben Zeitland made a film called Wendy a couple years back, which yeah. I haven't seen yet, and I bet is more interesting than this. <laughs> yeah, I think I have seen that actually. Um, yeah, I mm. think Jude Law was really good as Hook. Hook having more layers than just being a bad guy, and all the backstory and stuff like that was was interesting. Um, and oh, and the fact that he ended up having to grow up because he just missed his mum, but then he never found her anyway. Yeah. That's really sad. It's just bleak, isn't it? It is quite bleak. Um, you, 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 at that point, you're going, do you know what? Fucking kill him, Hook. I want you to fucking kill the little prick. Yeah. Well, um, the, yeah, that, that, sorry, that's the thing. It's like, there's, there's not really enough of Peter Pan actually kind of realising the error of his ways. Yeah. It's like, He's farting about, doing the same old thing, and then he realises, oh, I can't do the same old thing anymore, and then it looks like he dies, and then he's resurrected, and he doesn't really save the day, because it's actually about Wendy saving the day. And then, Mm. at the end, he's a bit sad, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go off and mope off on my own existential crisis, and then leave you with a bunch of fucking orphan kids. And it it, it just... It's a really... It's a shit arc for Peter Pan, actually. Because what you, what is he realising? Go on. When you said Bex, Bex said at one point like, I mean he's fuck all without Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was just dead, and then Tiger Lily comes and saves him. He still can't fly, so Tiger Lily has to get him to the boat. He does a big jump, and then waves his sword about a bit. Yeah. He's just passable at sword fighting. Yeah, yeah. He's fighting an old broken man that only has one hand. Who doesn't want to kill him? Who he banished and was his best friend, so he betrayed him. I just, I, 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 you know, I don't get why the film exists. That, that's no. the thing. It's, 
it's almost like David Lowry got Disney into a contract that their lawyers were like, fuck, this is watertight. We have to do this film. What? How the fuck did that happen? We made him I think do the reverse is probably. Yeah, but I no, think no. the reverse is probably more true. Like Disney got have got him into a contract, and he's like, oh no, he's well in on it. Really? But yeah, he. Yeah, he he's co- he's why is he not doing better with it then? He co-wrote the fucking thing, you know. Like he, it wasn't just a director for hire job. And I remember when he was promoting um, the Green Knight, he was talking about wanting to do this. And like, I think I've got this take on Peter Pan. I'm still a little bit. I don't know whether Disney are going to go for it or not. And then they did, and it's like, yeah, all right. We're going to put it on Disney Plus on a random week in April, give it fuck all marketing whatsoever, and we're just going to let it die? It it, it it feels like the Artemis Fowl of this year. I think, I think, I think you are right. I think it literally was. It, it was, they kind of approached Lowry in 2016 when Pete's Dragon had done quite well. Mm. You know, financially it had done okay, but it had done really well critically. And he basically did say to them, I've got an idea for Peter Pan, they went, right, we'll take it. Mm. And then it was almost like you say, like they went, shit, we kind of, we, we've kind of got to make this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I suppose Netflix... Uh, you know, a commission a shitload of stuff that never is never going to get theatrical play. I, I just, I, you know, Disney seem to be relatively guarded about their like legacy characters and whatnot, and it just, I, yeah, I don't know what, what, what was anyone see, seeking to get from it? I suppose um, it's a take on Peter Pan, but it's basically, well, what if Captain Hook wasn't really a bad guy? Cool. All right, so you got Jude Law playing very well, just a really sad guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well done, everybody. You know, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It, it feels very slight as well. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, all the stuff in in Peter Pan, in the um, animated one, and in the Sumter one, that's like, that that kind of. The, the builds the myth of Neverland, I guess. The the mermaids and the, the um, all the stuff with Tiger Lily and and when they go to her camp and stuff like that. All of that's missing because all of the magic is missing. Well, I mean, God, when that one shot where the shadow like went to Tiger Lily's camp, I thought they just went onto the set of Prey for a day and were just like, <laughs> can we just fucking borrow you guys for a bit? <laughs> That's it. It's just it's just very slight, isn't it? Like they miss out most of the story of Peter Pan. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It just look, Prey, there's a comparison where it's a film that was only ever made for Hulu slash Disney Plus. And it was just like a film that had a really unique take on that franchise and was just like, let's do something different. Let's make something entertaining and compelling where it's pushing things, but also absolutely is for the target audience. And that film works well. You know, Peter Pan and Wendy, it genuinely just feels like it was made for a few people online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
who, who haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, uh, uh, I just, like, I don't know, David Lowry doing The Green Knight, which I need to rewatch because I was tired when I watched that film, but just like a really fucking weird, idiosyncratic, unique bit of filmmaking. And then Peter Pan and Wendy, where it's just, what if Captain Hook was sad? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, he's directing episodes of that Star Wars skeleton crew next, isn't he? Every fucking person is, though. Yeah, the Daniels are doing some as well, aren't they? And so it's Grace Dallas Howard's back for more. And that's what Jude Law in it as well. (laughs) Yep. I'm sure that's going to be... By the way, I'm sure that series is going to be good. I'll, I'll probably give that a swing because he's got some interesting people behind it. But, uh, yeah. But, well, well, um, yeah, fair play for who likes it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, the thing... Let's just review that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't... I think it's definitely not shit. That's the thing. I'm I think definitely not shit on it. No, I, I'm not, actually. I kind of wish I was definitely not shit. But I do think it's a bit shit. I'm touching cloth. If if the second half was going the the the, the, the same way it's the first half did, I'd be saying it was shit. I was really worried. I think it does. Once it kind of re- reveals what it's trying to do, it's like okay, you you were maybe reaching for something a little bit there. Jude Law is good, and I think that really helps as well. And I I, I don't know, just like the the scene where they're um wendy's walking the plank and they're singing that song and you know it's like sorry there's a lot of singing in this there was a lot of singing in this but it it just i I, you know that was unique and it was like the uh, the visual where peter pan was like dead and then his shadow was like trying to pull him up and then running and you just like the interaction of the shadow and tiger lily like every, every now and then, the ship upside down every now and then there's just some interesting shit in it that perks me up but it mm-hmm. just it just felt by the end who the fuck is this for it's not really for me i don't think it's for anyone it's david lowry and his friends and good for you guys for commit convincing disney to do it but yeah yeah I mean, our audience poll on the Twitter, uh, definitely not shit a hundred percent. Only one person voting because, apart from us, I think only one other person has seen it. Mm. But on our Instagram, the grand poll, uh, I put my Instagram, fifty uh, percent touching cloth and fifty percent shit. Interesting. Mm. Mm. I don't know where I am on it. The thing is, like you're saying, there is there is occasionally the odd little crumb thrown out that you're like, oh, I liked that. But overall, I, th- I think it fails on almost every. It's not a Peter Pan movie because it's not mainly about Peter Pan. That's fine because the kid who plays Peter Pan's shit, so it probably works out for the best. But there's there's how do you make a fucking movie about like a magical land where you never grow up and have no magic in it just grey just really fucking grey just really grey shots it, of it, the Faroe Isles like I fucking got... 
yeah, just like Donna watched the first half as well and was just like, why does this look so dark? Why yeah. does it look so drab? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I, I will never watch this again. There is better adaptations. Yeah. It, it's drab because it was shot in Denmark's version of the Shetlands. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd watch Joe Wright's pan again before this, I'll say that. Sorry. I would, yeah. I haven't seen that one. It's not very good. But... um. Yeah, I mean, like, even the whole appeal to the Lost Boys of him keeping them there, essentially, being this this fucking Pied Piper character and keeping them in Neverland, is that it's supposed to be fun. Mm. They're 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 having fucking fun. They look like they're fucking bundling around a trash bin on fire trying to keep warm. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) One of them murders somebody. One of them does murder somebody. One of them actually murders somebody with a bow and arrow. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, overall, it's shit. I'm touching off because the second half is doing some interesting shit with Hook. Yeah, all right, and I'll look, concede that, yeah. All right, touching off. And I, look, I'm mild. Three out of five for me. I think I gave it I think I gave it three out of five. But I think it's just because the, the, the hook, the hook hook was quite interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um... CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker versus Punter podcast. Featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I've ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Bex, what have you been up to? Um, Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything except watch movies, so nothing of any other interest um so but i have watched quite a few movies so right what helped me remember um where i'd got up to in my film on my letterbox was remembering that message that i sent to the group chat about insidious 3 and being concerned about the dog so (laughs) i watched the last two insidious movies um obviously you've got chapter three um is the one in the apartment with the girl who gets hit by a car and yeah, it's uh prequely one do you not the insidious movies and the country movies form a big blob in my head yeah fair enough um yeah it, it, insidious three is doing some interesting stuff i like and this will come up again when we're talking about some other films that I've watched, but I like the wraparound nature of the series in that 
there's little callbacks to the other films. So, for example, in um, number three, when she's in the further, because she's gone back in to rescue the girl from the old man, but who's also a lady who murders people. Um, She leaves the door open slightly um, when she's looking for the correct exit. Um, and then the boy from the first one is on the ladder, you know, when he falls off the ladder at the start, mm. he's on the ladder in there. And that's obviously when that's when the door gets opened to his his bit. Yeah. And it gets oh, yeah. out and gets him. And it's just I, I just really love that. It's just, I, I find it quite Easter eggy. Well, I mean, it is literally an Easter egg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know, with three. Three never gets me as much as the rest of them. Um, but it's set just before number one, which is why I was concerned about the dog, because then obviously she she yeah. teams up with um, Specs and Tucker um, and goes off and does number one and dies. So, But I think we decided that Wallace is just living his best life and running the household in the end, did we? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And then um, the last key is, kind of like an Elise origin story yeah it's a little bit um and yeah just she goes back to her childhood home which is being haunted and but yeah I think the the bit at the end of that one where she discovers that the the woman that she saw just before she left home and assumed was a ghost was actually a real woman that had escaped from her dad that was kind of kind of heartbreaking yeah because she could have like helped her, but she's just assumed it's because of her gift in um, in bunny ears. Um, so then I moved on to Ouija and Ouija Origin of Evil. Yeah. Um, Origin of Evil is probably the better movie out of the two, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. Ouija's kind of like like the teen slasher version of these paranormal movies. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, yeah. And it's just a bit all surface. Um, but then Origin of Evil obviously is 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 getting properly sort of back into it and um, and doing the right thing. And obviously it's a it's a flannel film. Yeah. So you've got you've got some regs regulars in there. Yeah. Um, and obviously. His missus is in there as well. Um, but yeah, one thing I've noticed actually watching through these movies, I find it quite amusing how many of them Lulu Wilson pops up in. Yeah. She's just like a little tiny scream queen. <laughs> she the, yeah, she's the kid in Origin of Evil, yeah. Yeah, she is, yeah. yeah. Um, but then she's also in, hang on, she's in one of the Conjuring movies as well, isn't she? Yeah, she's in the, she's in the first Second one. one. Is she in she's the, in the second one? I thought I she was in the say, second one where it's set in... one, Yeah, it's set in London, though, isn't it? Is she doing an English accent in that, then? You are. It, 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 Country 2 set in London, so mm. she's doing an English accent, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Oh, hang on, maybe she's not in the Conjuring. Have I just imagined that? Possibly. Oh, it might be the other one. Hang on. Conjuring... 
Would be a different twelve long girl. Yeah, I think so. Oh, is it number one? Great content, guys. Is it one of those ones where is it? It's Joey it... King. She's in the first one, isn't she? Oh, Joey King. King. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but then jumping ahead a little bit i've also watched a couple of the annabelle movies and she's in the second annabelle isn't she so yeah um so yeah i, li- I like lily wilson um and then okay so we started that we didn't finish it and then so i watched the sinister movies as well Fucking oh, nice. I, I, okay <laughs> there's been a theme uh mark's been on early so he's having, uh, on early's at work so he's been having to go to bed early so i've just been able to watch horror <laughs> which has been great um I come back to Sinister quite a lot and watch it fairly regularly. It's, I, I, I just, I think it's fantastic. But I've, I've only watched Sinister two a couple of times. And re-watching it, it's actually really good. Like, it deserves it deserves more of a rewatch from me. So I'll add it into the rotation. Um, I think, I think the kids in it are suitably, obviously they play twins, but they, they've got very different personalities the whole abusive sort of father storyline, the fact that when she has to move back to his house with him because he finds her, and then obviously the curse follows you to your next address, doesn't it? Mm. But he's the only one that dies. I think that's great. Because um, he's a douchebag. And then obviously um, Deputy So-and-So from the first one is is in Sinister 2 as well. He's, he's a... <coughs> private detective and I think he's really good like he don't get much screen time in the first one because it's all oh my god look we've got Ethan Hawke um so yeah it was it was good to have him doing more in that one um and then I watched Annabelle and the second Annabelle movie um and I will get to the third one before next week but um yeah going back to what I was saying about um Insidious like the the cyclical nature of this this run of films um I really enjoy that like because obviously you've got the nurses at the start of the first one then it goes on to the story of the couple that live next to the Higgins family and Annabelle Higgins is their daughter and then her spirit goes into the doll because she bleeds on it but then it's like the second movie is explaining how it got into Annabelle Higgins in the first place from the doll so it's got out of the doll and into her and then back into the doll and then it's all just very very twisty um and then the next one starts after they've left the nurse's house in the first one Mm -hmm. so it's all just like twisting around like a writhing ball of snakes but yeah annabelle is better on rewatch for me i didn't i want I wasn't that impressed with it when it first came out, but every time I rewatch it, it goes up a little bit in my estimation. I do think it's a bit of an odd choice that they've made with the doll, because the actual Annabelle doll is just a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. And I think they've obviously they've gone with this porcelain doll to make it more um, creepy, I guess. And it is a creepy doll, but like, I just wish they could have made it just slightly less ugly of a doll. It's really aesthetically unpleasing. Like, why would anyone even buy it? Um, <laughs> but all dolls around that time look like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose some pretty little fucking porcelain shepherdess doll wouldn't have quite the same impact, would it? I just think it would have been really good if they'd just left it as a Raggedy Ann doll. Because they're so, like, sweet and, like, 
you know, like um, rustic looking, aren't they? <laughs> and it's just fucking evil. I think that would have been hilarious. But I suppose hilarious wasn't really what they were going for. Um, I do like the fact, and I've not noticed this before, how the the look of the doll changes throughout the, the first film. Mm. Um, as it's getting eviler, it looks <laughs> eviler. If that makes sense, they make it like dirtier and they mute its tones and its hair looks more scraggy and things like that. And it's just obviously it's um it's just a visual representation of the the vessel becoming more evil, I guess. Yeah. Um so yeah, um back next week with the, the rest of the Annabelle movies. <laughs> oh, well the last Annabelle movie. Um and probably well, about the nuns. You gotta do the nuns now. Well, no, there's only been one nun. There's a second nun coming. Yeah, I might do Conjuring Universe next. Well, Annabelle's part of the Conjuring Universe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. yeah. So but I might cycle back to the beginning of the Conjuring Universe. And then I've got Curse of La Llorona and The Nun and the Which, Conjuring movies. And the Curse of La, La Llorona is technically part of the Conjuring Universe because there's a priest in it who's also in Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what um, else is in there? Do you know? Do you know another clicky clacky franchise where things fit together that you should watch? Go on. Saw. I don't know if I can do the Saw movies again because I'd have to watch that fucking awful Chris Rock bullshit, wouldn't I? I mean, no. <laughs> I hated that film. Yeah, you didn't like it, did you? No. Saw X is coming this year, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we watched like when we did that Saw marathon for the patron. We were on holiday in the cabin, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. uh, and we watched like I think fuck four... me, we did that, didn't we? Sorry, yeah. I completely forgot we've already done that. <laughs> yeah, we watched like four of them in a week while on holiday. Oh god. In a in a cabin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit tipsy. Spooky setting for it. It was good time. Honestly, yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's all the ones that I've watched on my own, and then together. Oh, yeah, we can watch some things together, don't we? <laughs> one thing one together. Thing. One thing together. And half of another thing that we'll talk about next week. Yes. Um, yeah, so we watched, oddly, what is like a comfort film for us. Yeah. It's like one that we return to quite a lot, despite the fact that you hate boats, but you love boat movies and you love, love weather movies, movie. don't you? I do love weather movies, yeah. Yeah. So we watched Perfect Storm. Because I don't know, it's like a feel-good movie, but then I always forget when we're watching it how fucking bleak the ending is. It's really bleak. Because like throughout the movie, there's there's moments and there's like celebratory moments when they manage to do shit, and you think, oh yeah, they're gonna get through it, and then you remember, I've not seen this film like ten times, I know they're <laughs> they not. <die. laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody dies. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's one of those movies. I like the fact that it's over two hours long. It's aggressively long for the movie it is. And I like that fact that it's aggressively long for the movie it is. Yeah. I like the fact that you actually start to give a shit about all these guys, in spite of the fact at no point is it trying to make any of them likeable in any way. Oh, see, I... Yeah. It doesn't... Nothing it does makes them seem likeable. No. No, you are right. Um, but you still start to root for them. Yeah. But it just does mean you look at it and go, I don't know why anybody ever gets on a boat. Yeah. It looks horrible. I mean, it, it, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio's crew is having a great time. Yeah. They're all right. 
They're all right. I want to be on her crew. I don't want to be on any things. of their crews. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't want to cut the literal face off a swordfish. Yeah. That's awful. Like, when you realise why why their faces are all flappy and comedic looking, it's because they've cut off the sword and taken out their fucking eyes. Yeah. Grim. It, they look like, you know, in... Um, Fuck me, what's it called? Beetlejuice, know. where yeah. where he pulls his face oh, down. Yeah, they they look, look like that. Yeah, they look like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's a bleak film. It's not, it's not the film we hit in the summer. It's not, no. But it, it does kind of, at points, like, position itself that it's going to have a happy ending. Uh, it, it, it just really doesn't. No, it doesn't. And you watch it going... Like, it first hit me this, this time we watched it. It's first I've watched it in a few years, isn't it? Mm. This film's like 23 years old. Yeah, that made me feel real old. Yeah. 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 So, so this we are as far away from this film now duh, duh. as when this, this film came out to Star Wars. I'm cool. all right with that. That's fine. I'm okay with that one. It's bonkers. It always, always pulls me out of the movie, though, that Benvolio from Romeo and Juliet's in it. Dash Mihawk. He's in loads. It pulls me out He's in it. about seven things that I've watched this year, I think. Every time I see him, my brain just goes... Romeo! But he's been in, he's in fucking shitless. I, I'm going to check. I think he's been at least four things that I've watched this year. He might be my worst watched actor so far. <laughs> That's fucking so incredible. He's got stats. And if he's not, I'm going to try and make it. <laughs> Just watch all of his back catalogue. Yeah. Oh my God, that could be our next marathon. <laughs> A dash me not marathon. Dash I, I, it's, this isn't breaking news, but it's just a non sequitur. Far too many people think that I am old and antiquated, which is far from the truth. I might be 68 and old, but there's nobody ahead of me in football terms. Not Pep, oh God, yeah. not Klopp, not Arteta, Allardyce said. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact, right, <laughs> that Leeds need out of their next four games realistically two wins, right? Mm. we'll see them survive right mm. and they've got quite difficult fixtures i like the fact that when the Leeds announced that they had big sam was their manager they put out that how many games he'd had in the premier league how many games he'd won and how many um seasons he'd been in the premier league and then when you looked at it and worked it out you went so he wins one in four <laughs> <laughs> It just it's it's somewhat painful to me because my 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 mum's partner they I mean God she's been with him for like over twenty years my you know my mum's boyfriend like and that's fine um, I'm saying that to myself sorry um, is a massive Leeds fan like and it, it it's so I've always had a place in my heart for Leeds because of that but at the same time I kind of need Leeds to go down if they're just going to get fucking Allardyce in. It's the whole and it, tangent from film for a second, but this season has been fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The Chelsea of it all yeah. feels like such a... That needs to fail for, like, football's soul to have somewhat of a survival. I I I I I I I try to keep my mouth shut on on, on these things because I have very strong opinions on certain things that people do that people don't seem to share as as, as me. <laughs> yeah, I it just I you know like it, it's yeah I this the, the, the who goes down is going to be fascinating. I feel for Southampton again. I've got like a familial connection to Southampton. It, so, but it's. 
oh god just let let one let one of the fucking big boys go down and just show that that can still happen let everton go down they're not too big to fail but i mean the, the thing is with everton uh, and I know way too much about Everton's finances. Uh, <laughs> the thing is with Everton, with the way that their finances are, they are fucked. Like properly, could genuinely could go out of business fucked. Their wage bill is around about 88% of their their income. They drop down to the championship, even with parachute payments. They can't... It, it, it's... They, they do not pass the um, EFL's financial fair play rules. And then, but also the other part of it would be, it'd be funny because Everton are about to move into a new stadium in a couple of years that might see them in a new stadium in like League One. <laughs> and that's yeah. funny. But also, I do like the derby. And I, the thing is, there's a reason for all of them to go down for me. Um, but Southampton is one where I just, it's just because it'll make Matt Letizia sad. And that is what I, I, I can get behind that. I mean, yeah, yeah, there is what, yeah, 100% that anything that makes Matt Letizia sad is absolutely fine. But, and but then thank- again, yeah, the, the other ones I all have better reasons for. And, and you know, it, but I just thankfully my mum is now too old to particularly care about how Southampton are going, but fuck me, she used to. Um, but not not so much these days. She's been I don't know. She's lived in Spain for like fifteen years, and that connection's just kind of broken. But anyway, um, so apologies because that was a tangent. <laughs> what was next? Uh, I, well, I, I, Dash Me Hot currently sits on three films that I've watched this year. Um, so he's not quite up to Matt Damon, who is five films I've watched this year. So I need to not watch anything with Matt Damon in it for the rest of the year. Um, and I just need to, I need to dash some Me Hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right, I'll do mine then, see if we segue quite nicely. Did we, Bex? We did. Um on this so um i've only got two uh, I've, got the, the, I've got ghosted that we're going to chat about um yep. and i've only got two other ones uh, fucking slacking aren't you yeah i am i'm a terrible bastard um so we watched good morning vietnam um oh nice uh, it's and it basically it's a quite a bleak sort of Vietnam movie that's really entertaining with it as well. Yeah. Um, and Robin Williams plays essentially charisma the character as he does in so many things. Yeah. But pulls it off so well, and you can you watch it going. I can absolutely tell why this guy got why he got a nomination for an Academy Award for this. Yeah. Because. At the time, Robin Williams was just was just a comedic actor. This is, this is pre-Dead Poet Society. Mm. And then he does Good Morning Vietnam and gets to do a bit of more serious acting. And you go, oh, holy shit. You know, 
He's really good at those bits. But then he has the charisma bits mm. where he's just you're watching it and going, he, he's just been on fire. And I was reading the thing about it where the, a few of the guys that were in it um, were talking about it. Forrest Whitaker was talking about it. Uh, and he was saying, like, a lot of the the bits where he's doing the radio bits of where watching, we didn't know what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. And he just started saying these things. And the reaction of us all laughing is just us laughing at Robin Williams. Yeah. Being just really fucking funny. And it's like they're saying, you know, like, he was just like that all of the time. It was it was, it was incredible. Um, but it, even there's a bit where... Uh, Ian, have you ever seen Good Morning Vietnam? Do you know what I think I have? I think you should. It, 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 it's it's mm. a very, very good film. And it's not just a mark good film. It, it's, oh, no, it's a genuinely <laughs> legitimate Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's a bit in it where um, Bruno Kirby's character, and he plays like the asshole... Is a is a he's kind of taken over. This isn't giving this is a spoiler alert for a fucking thirty-eight-year-old movie. Um, he's taken over uh, Robin Williams' character's like show for an episode, and you've got Forrest Whitaker, um, Rupert um, Wall, um, and I can't remember the guy's name, um, but it's the same guy. Who looks after Ferris's uh, looks after Cameron's car in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It's that guy. Basically, stuts like he's like Bruno Kirby's going like practicing like he's coming in. They're going, please, sir, don't do this. And it's like why? And he's going because you're not funny. <laughs> and they're going, I am funny. They're going, you're not. It's terrible. And he says to the guy who was in Ferris Bueller's like, like, then why were you laughing when I was um, doing my practice readings of it? And he's like. I was thinking of something else. You're not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then he starts doing it like, you're going, God, this guy isn't funny. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. And the, the juxtaposition between William's character when he's just on at the show and he's like on, he's just ratting off all these things to the point of where he breaks and decides he needs to say something that is the actual news rather than the news that he's told he's allowed to say. Mm. And he breaks and just can't bring himself to actually keep on doing this and then starts delivering this news in a very, like, oh, shit, where he's fucking brilliant. It's a great film. It is a really good film. Also, a film that's not that good. God, what is wrong with you? How many times have you seen this movie? It's four. It's not very good. Three and a half too many. I rewatched Blind Wars. What? No, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Blind Wars is 14 years old. Isn't it like 78 minutes long? It's very short, yes. It's why like do I know that? Credits. Yeah, why? probably because Mark fucking talks about it so many times. <clears throat> right. The thing is, it's you're watching it going, no, sorry. Do you know why I know that? Because oh. I projected it and I remembered that it was five very, very small reels. <laughs> sorry. Go on. Yes. Yeah. You watch it going, right, I can kind of see 
why Kate Hudson is in this. It's a Kate Hudson vehicle. Mm. She did this kind of movie. She doesn't anymore, but she did at the time. That's fine. No problem with that. She also made Fool's Gold, which is a banger. Oh, it's a banger. Um, but I can't understand why Anne Hathaway's in it. Because at the time, she was very much trying to not be in this kind of stuff. Same year as Rachel getting married, if memory serves. I think it is, yeah. Um, but it, you're watching it going, oh my god, the it, this is this is a movie um, that is aimed at women, starring women, and it it it's pretty much as a female story. But it's just that they're they're obsessed with weddings, mm. and it, you're watching it going, it it's the it's horrible how just fucking generic and stereotypy this is. Yeah. It, it's it's quite off-putting. I, a girl, have never seen this movie. Yeah. It's not very good. Do you know what I think we should implement? What? I think there should be some kind of system in place whereby you message the group chat <laughs> with a film that you're thinking of watching and then we either... Give you permission or veto it. Well, I will show you what I have to watch that I have currently downloaded that I'm going to watch. I think I'm going to start watching it possibly tomorrow at work uh, in my lunch. It's uh, it's that. The, I believe, 1993 movie Blank Check. I don't know what that is. It's a kid who finds a blank check uh, and then catches it. Because it's a nostalgic kids movie. Yeah. You're allowed that one. Fine. Cool. Yeah, Brad was shit. Ian, before you, before you go into your... Um, what I you feel like we can segue here. Go on. Yeah. Should we, sh- yeah. Should we segue into our relative gaming meltdowns? Yeah. I will, I will hand over to you first. I do want me to do mine first. No, do, you, do yours. Do yours. So, I get up before you go out, I reckon. Yeah. 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 And we, we were off today, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, and so I get up before you on days off because if not, and I try and get you up too early, what happens? I get angry with you. Yeah, you get angry with me, don't also, you? Well, also, I don't have an afternoon nap. Right. So. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I got up this morning about half past seven. Mm. Because once I'm awake, that's it, I am up. Yeah. So I got up at half past seven, came downstairs, and thought, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire up Football Manager um, again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a new game on it because I've had a little bit of time to kind of get used to the mechanics of it all again mm. and uh, the last game didn't go fantastically but I'm, I'm, I'm alright I'm set, I'm in the fucking zone for it now and then I got 20 minutes into playing it and just went I'm not having fun I'm not enjoying this in any way whatsoever I do not have the the time or the the mental um, not capacity, but the mental. I basically I don't want to in my free time have to concentrate and research the amount that I will need to get any fun out of this game. It's not a fun game to play. It's a stressful strategy game that is based around football. And I just thought, I, I can't be bothered 
with that at all. You seem to be really enjoying it. I was when we were on holiday, but when I was sat there this morning, I was going, I just, no, I don't, no, I, I cannot be bothered. I am not enjoying this. So I just quit. Didn't even save the game, just quit. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not going to delete it off what is it? Because I think I might, like, next time we go on holiday, I might be like, do you know what? This might just be like a little holiday game I have. Yeah, yeah could not, I, I actively was not enjoying my time with it. I thought, I, I don't need to not enjoy my time with something. Oh, that makes me real sad. So I turned it off. <laughs> uh, Ian. So, yeah. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Start off with um, I'll, I'll start off with uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and uh, yeah, okay, hang on, let me just get less comfortable. Ugh, right, so Star Wars Jedi Survivor sequel to Jedi Fallen Order came out on PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series consoles, and PC this week, and uh, game's broken. It's just yeah. fucking broken. Um, so, um, started off, uh, so on PC, it's basically unplayable, apparently. Um, PlayStation 5, so, um, PlayStation 5, a lot of games, you get options between a quality mode, where it's usually about 30 frames per second that aims for a 4K resolution, or a performance mode, where it's less than 4K resolution, tries to hit 60 frames per second. I like my games 60, and my TV has variable refresh rate, so... If um, a game is a little bit choppy, it, it essentially it, it can kind of smooth it out. Or if it's um, you're playing at 30 frames per second, but it can push for more, then the TV lets it do that, but keeps things at an even pace. So playing performance mode on Jedi Survivor, sometimes it looks like it's 60, sometimes it, it's basically 30. It just can't seem to cope. God knows what those sections are like in quality mode. Um, these consoles are powerful. Jedi Fallen Order looks great. Jedi Survivor looks good as well. But Jedi Fallen Order on PlayStation 5 plays a very smooth 60. Jedi Survivor, no, even though it doesn't look that... It's based on the same engine. It doesn't look that much better. But, but, but. So, there was a bug that has been patched out of the game now that thankfully I didn't experience where... If you didn't save between being in a cave, leaving the cave, and then getting to a save point, and then you died, you would uh, you would be stuck in the cave. So if you died before getting to the save point, you'd be stuck, and you would literally have to just start the game again. Only a couple hours in, but still, that's a couple hours wasted. I didn't get hit by that. Yeah. What I did get hit by, though. Um, part of the mechanic of the game is between save points, you build up like XP, which lets you level up and get new abilities and whatnot. And then uh, when you get to the save point, you 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 get the XP. Um, and you kind of bank the XP. Now, if you get killed by something, you lose the XP and go back to the last save point, 
You then have to go back to that enemy and then get them, and then you get the XP back. So I save, I play for about 20, 25 minutes, and I get killed by this thing. I have to go back to the last save point, spend 20, 25 minutes getting to that point again, and then the thing, it hasn't triggered, oh, you need to kill that thing to get the XP back. It's just the normal enemy again. So I have now lost 50 minutes worth of progression. And that's very, very fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. When it, it, and, and, and again, it's because there is a bug where some players, when they get killed by that monster, the game just doesn't twig. Oh, that's the monster that killed you. We need to remember that. Now, there's also, so there's this other game that came out this week, Redfall, which is Microsoft's first big AAA game of the year. And people are basically saying that that's unfinished. Um, you know, it, it's, it needed more time in the oven, essentially. And Mark, you said in the boy chat the other day, like, what the fuck is going on? Why are so many games doing this at the moment? You know, obviously we had yeah. Cyberpunk a couple of years back. They even, I played it like nearly a year on and I was still finding bugs with it. And, and Lord knows, but it, it it's so fucking annoying when you, you all, like, it... I struggle to find the time to do the things that I want to do with my outside of work life. And especially since my remit expanded in work and blah, blah, blah to play, you know, to play a game where there's a bug in it, where two hours in, you could have to restart the whole thing all over again, or even a bug in it where you've got to spend another 40 minutes getting to the point that you were before is really annoying this this microsoft game redfall if you actually spent 70 dollars 60 quid on it and it's basically unfinished it, it i it, it i don't know it's infuriating and i i don't unless you are a kid who just has time on their hands there's a little bit of why the fuck are you bothering and it's ri- and it's not the thing is, it's not endemic because you look at something like Resident Evil 4 that came out uh, in March, and that thing is like technically flawless, basically. You know, uh, Legend, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out next week. That thing might have the odd stutter and whatnot. You bet your fucking ass that Nintendo is going to make sure there's like no, basically no bugs. Right, yeah. Nintendo, won't, Nintendo won't drop that ball. No, exactly. And it, it, it just, it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a really, really weird state of affairs. But, but so last night on Twitch, I streamed Fortnite. There's a Fortnite event going on at the moment where there's Star Wars stuff happening in it. And I somewhat convinced Mark and Noel to try it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go on a Twitch stream. and I'm just going to narrate me playing Fortnite to explain some stuff there i am and i'm like right we're in the area where we're where we're prepping for for the game it's loading in the players look at all the emotes i can do 
I can knit a Christmas jumper. I can be Ryan Reynolds from Fall Guy saying, don't just have a great a good day, have a great day, or whatever it is he says. I can do some dance moves. And a feeling of melancholy comes upon me. Mm. And then we're in the game. I'm going like, okay, so um, it's a battle royale and you're fighting all these people and there's a cloud. And, you know, you, you basically the game goes on and every couple of minutes or so, the cloud starts going down. You've got to get people. Uh, you, you've got to make sure you're not in the cloud while also killing other people. And I'm there with a sniper rifle, just like trying to fucking kill this person. And I don't kill them. I'm walking along, walking along, walking along. Then I die. And I'm looking at my characters and I'm like, oh, look at these characters I got. I've got the Predator. I've got Lara Croft. I've got this frozen banana. And I've got a pinata called Sergeant John Lama. And at one point I end the stream. And then I'm just thinking. I've played conservatively 100 hours of Fortnite. And I, I yeah, so basically I've played nearly 500 rounds of Fortnite. And on average, I'd say each one is 15 minutes. I think that adds up to over 100 hours. And I do slightly think, what, what the fuck is going on there then? What are we doing? What are we doing? 100 hours earning frozen banana skin. And completing challenges because I really want to be the predator. And completing challenges because I want to have a dance move emote. I just think about the 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 the, the sheer how wide the universe is and how useless I am already in the universe. But then how useless I am, even within that, that I'm spending over 100 hours playing Fortnite because I want to unlock skins and emotes. And it, I don't know, it was really, really depressing. And I don't think you play Fortnite to be depressed. But, yeah. Did you, did, are you enjoying what you're playing it? The thing is, moment to moment, it is fun to shoot people in the face dressed as a frozen banana. But then I think, yeah, I th I, but I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like to play Fortnite is to admit that you mean nothing to the universe. But then again, doing most things in life probably means that Fortnite just brings it into sharp relief. It's one of those things of, of why the fuck does anything you enjoy have to mean anything to the to the universe beyond you enjoying it? No, 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 no. It just, you know, <laughs> just, I mean, it, it's shit. Right, it's through an existential crisis. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like Pinbacker says in Sunshine. We're, we're and actually, it's not Pinbacker. Soul in Sunshine. It's just like we're just we're only stardust, you know. And it, that's that's that's. I, yeah, I don't know. Fortnite triggered that in me, which makes me wonder if Fortnite's a healthy thing I should be playing. 
I would say if you enjoy it when you're playing it, why not? Why yeah. not? Like I say, the reason why I stopped playing Football Manager is because I was palpably aware of the fact that I wasn't enjoying it. So mm. why the fuck was I doing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. That's why I've taken a break from Last of Us 2. And I know that I'll probably start enjoying it again once I get past this really fucking boring yeah. bit, but I just want to enjoy that bit. Well, that's it. But the thing is, if I'm watching a movie, mm. right, and I'm not enjoying it, I, I know there is a time. Mm. I know specifically there is an amount of time I have where I might not be enjoying this. And I can finish and I can go, okay, I didn't enjoy that. Mm. That's fair enough. But I, I, I literally could have played another, I could play another, like Ian is here, another 100 hours of Football Manager and look at it and go, I might not enjoy a single one of those hours. Yeah. Why yeah do you know, I can't, I'm do I, I can't say that about Fortnite. It's good. Yeah. It's, it is fun to just do but that shit. You, you played Fortnite, I was watching it going, do you know what? I, I might try playing that. I know what will happen. I will try playing it. I will play it for half an hour, 45 minutes, and go, yeah, it's not do you know not for me, that? <laughs> because I don't have, in a similar way at the Football Minder thing, I don't have the availability in my brain to, to, to put enough effort into that to get good at it, to start enjoying it enough. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's... That's 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 it. I think that is my thing with games. I think if somebody came out with FIFA right now, and it had never existed, these kind of football games never existed, and somebody gave me a controller and went, "Look at this FIFA," I would rush out and fucking buy it. Mm. And I sat down. I think I would now, having never played it ever, I would get ten minutes in and go, "This is too fuck it, no, too complicated." Mark. Don't understand why. Why don't why why don't controllers just have two buttons anymore? Mark, Monday night, Monday night, I played FIFA Ultimate Team online against Brandon for about two hours. One game, I got beat fifteen one. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's because the people that play it online play it. Yeah, are insane. It's yeah. very impressive. You know, it's like it is. on the odd occasion I win, I feel like I'm a god. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It's they, they are ridiculously good at it. And oh, you know, fair enough. They, they've put that into it, but I don't have the time or the care to put into it. No. Um, I just yeah, I don't care enough. That's it. I, the thing is, I don't play computer games too prove that I'm good enough to complete a computer game. Like, I generally play them on easy because I play them for the story. That, that, that's fine. Sure, that. yeah. if, if, if I'm doing a story mode on something, I will usually play them either easy or medium mm. on something. Um, because I, I enjoy that. Hell, during that time I decided to play um, Medal of Honor, Rise of the Sun, and I, I, I enjoyed that game that much that I decided to play it, and I said to you i'm playing it again you're like you playing that again you played that like five or six times but yeah but i only i can only kill people with headshots <laughs> if i don't do a headshot i have to i have to quit and then go back to start of this mission and restart it and i played the entire game only killing people with headshots see i so to clarify on the playing games on easy thing i will play them on normal if it will allow you to have 
aim assist on normal mode. But most games, you can only have aim assist on easy mode. And do you know what? Life is too fucking short for getting eaten by zombies because you can't aim properly because you've got a fucking shaky thumb. I did, mm. No. No. So aim assist. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, yeah. But I, that, I, 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 I think with thought that you maybe need a wee little break and never fucking spend money buying anything on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I tried doing that with Ultimate Team, and I think I spent twenty quid one day, got nothing good out of it, and was like, I have just burned twenty pounds for no reason. Well done, game. You got me. Yeah. Yeah, Ian. What I would say on that is, if you enjoy it. It doesn't have to have any greater impact on your wider life. Just fucking enjoy it. Uh, no, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, then it's one less film to talk about on the podcast. It's it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing. Um, just enjoy the empty calories you get from it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. And sorry, I just, a friend of mine's just booked a restaurant under the pseudonym Johnny Sonata, and it <laughs> might be one of the great things I've ever seen. Um I don't even know why he did that. It was TGI Fridays. <laughs> Sorry. I'm baffled that people have to book to TGI Fridays. I know, well, there is that as well. We just sent a fucking WhatsApp message in the group chat. Dear Johnny Sonata. Sorry. It just does. No, no, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, my my brain's a thing. Um, uh, yeah, be glad you're not my wife um, for multiple reasons. Um, so... Um, I, I I watched Guardians Volume Two. Uh, obviously in preparation for Volume Three. Uh, volume Two, that film looks fucking brilliant. Um, it's very CG, but it's also like very full of effort. Color all over the place. Um, I I think the Yondu Quill stuff is just not earned at all. Um, they're not together really. There's not enough of a hint of an actual relationship with them in the first one, and then they're barely together in the second one. Uh, it, I, I, I don't think that works, but it's it's funny, it's entertaining, it moves along at a good clip. Noel saw Volume 3 today, says it's good. First Marvel, they only said about that for, for a while. So I am, I am seeing a lot of people saying it's good. Yeah. Not like... Not like it's the best Marvel movie ever, but a lot of people are saying, yeah, this is probably the best Marvel movie since Endgame. Yeah, I feel like the age of people just proclaiming every Marvel film to be the the best one yet has very much ended. So when people say, no, this one's good, you actually take notice. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, excited for that. Um And uh, yeah, actually, that's the, the only other film that I fully watched this week. So, uh, other than uh, yes. Ghosted, which is di- uh, uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher, somehow, uh, stars uh, Chris Hensworth, Anna de Armas, Adrian Brody, um, Tate Donovan in a revelation that uh, made Donna have an existential crisis. Um, and me uh, a little Amy- bit. Sorry? And me a little uh, yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Starrist um, and uh, others. Uh, so, Ghosted, Apple TV film written by the guys who wrote Deadpool. Um, 
content the movie. Mark, before I go, what were your thoughts? It's it's so middle of the road. But not like middle of the road, like a normal road. You know, middle of the road in these massive cities that they've pre-built in Gulf states that don't exist yet. Yeah. But I've got fucking falling highways going into them. Yeah. The middle of one of those roads. Just a pointless waste of everyone's time just because somebody, just because they had enough money to do it. It's the sort of movie that everybody hoped Iron Armist wouldn't have to make. And it's the sort of movie that Chris Evans shouldn't be making after he was making these movies before he made his nut. Mm. Uh, it, yeah. Um, I'm going to say something that I think might be controversial uh, about it. Uh, Dexter Fletcher is not... It's not a well-made film. No. And uh, apparently he wasn't a, a job for hire. He he was always attached to direct this when the guys started writing it. They wanted him to direct it. With the exception of Rocketman, has he made a good film? Wild Bill's fantastic. Is it? Wild, yeah. Wild Bill rules. Eddie the yeah. Eagle's charming. Yeah. Eddie the Eagle is charming. Wild Bill is a really good film. Uh, it, it, but he can't do the, the action bits. The... The interactions between uh, Chris Evans and Ida Armis are just weird. And there's a whole thread running through it where people go, oh, seriously, guys, will you just get a room? And you watch them going, why? They they seem more like brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it, it... Like, what's his name? Um... Adrian Brody, you, you watch it going, I don't know what you're going for. And it doesn't work, please stop. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 once Tim Blake Nelson uh, dies, it, it, the film stops being yep. fun. And he's only in it for five minutes. Yep. <laughs> There's a load of cameos where one of them happens. Um, spoiler alert, we're all spoilers all the time. When Ryan Reynolds turns up and you go, of course Ryan Reynolds turns up because Chris Evans is just doing his best Ryan Reynolds impression. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's not he's not good at it. And I like Chris Evans. Yeah. And I like Chris Evans in yeah, rom-coms. Chris Evans isn't Ryan Reynolds. And Chris Evans doesn't need to be doing but this. But this, they and clearly it, wanted Ryan Reynolds for it. Yeah. And, and then maybe Ryan Reynolds is the best moment in the film when he says, I have 20 vision. Yeah, it, it, and it is. It's and a then, great line. And then when he nearly gets shot, he kind of goes, do you know what? Maybe it's not worth all the <laughs> losing all the body parts. Bye, bye, bye. Don't text me. And it, it probably is the best moment in the movie. It's not very good. It looks like shit. And yeah, yeah. So, even I, I, I will say this: 
Even I didn't like this movie. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make yeah, a prediction. <laughs> Within the next two years, Chris Evans is gonna come back to the MCU in some capacity as Captain America. Yeah. I think between this and the Grey Man, it's been a bit. Can I, oh. can I, can I add a reason why? I, mm. I genuinely don't think he knows what to do with himself, so keep saying yes to people that he's friends with. But I mean, th- yeah, I, yeah, I see that. The Grey Man's a weird one because it got Gosling as well, mm. you know. And it, 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 so okay, so Ghosted. Um, this is very much informed by something that came out. Uh, it, where, is it is it going to be the what is it? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna call something on this. So let's this could be quite interesting. Uh, okay. So um, I think Dexter Fletcher was speaking to Deadline, maybe saying that he wanted the opening scene to be different. It's not Deadline, it... it was Alex Zane's podcast. Okay, that I, I, I think I read it on Deadline, but it was, yeah, credited too. Wanted a long opening sequence of uh, Anna de Armas like, driving through things or something like that. And instead, Apple were like, if you don't get people in the first two minutes, people aren't going to watch it. You need to judge it up. What are you going to call on it, Mark? Right, no, continue. I'll as I want to see this go. So, this feels like maybe the least passion of anyone involved in any aspect of a film that I've seen in quite some time, or or at least since The Grey Man, it feels like contractual obligation, the movie, but where everybody was signed to a contract for one film. So, Um, wait, just just go back. You've read the clips. You've not seen the clip of him talking about it. No. Right. That's interesting. No, okay. you, you, You need to tell me what's on your mind, Mark. Because a lot of people have picked up on this same thing of what has been said by Dexter Fletcher and are saying how, you know, how terrible it is and all this lot. And then my brain just went, I mean, what he's talking about there is studio notes, which have literally existed for the entirety of movie studios. No, but but it's, it's the note that literally the opening scene, you need to do something to grab their attention straight away. Roger Corman used to sit there with with, with people and used to say, you need to get these into your films. I don't care what else because I need to put these in the trailer. Yeah, okay, fine. But that's for a Roger Corman film. Yeah, which which were middle-of-the-road cinema films of the time. Not every movie has to be an 8 out of fucking 10. No, not every film has to be 8 out of 10. But not every film has to be a 2 out of 10 either, no. which is what I think Ghosted is. I, I agree with you, but I don't think Dexter Fletcher um, thought he was making a 2 out of 10 movie. No, I think Dexter Fletcher was paid very well and said, let's see how this goes. De- Dexter, Dexter Fletcher was, was, was attached by the writers from the start, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a. This isn't a jobbing director thing for him, which it, it, it's that. 
it seems like he he was attached to it, and I think he has to take a little bit of ownership of the fact that he's made a bad movie. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, if, if Dexter Fletcher was previously one of my kind of like ride or dies. Well, the, the other interesting thing I think that he, that he said in the same interview clip is he was saying, you know, it, it's really odd because he's like, I, I like the movie. It's a, it's a, and all these people keep on saying they don't like the movie. He said, but it's the most watched movie Apple TV have ever done. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking well done. Well done. you got the most watched film on Apple it. TV. But, but, but the thing is, he almost kind of says, but I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> no, but I mean, and the, the way to react to it is, yeah, but what do people actually think about the fucking thing? Yeah. Like, that, that, no, that just kind of boils my piss more, to be honest. Like, no, no, we can't have, no, we can't have filmmakers going, well, it's the most watched thing, so that oh, means yeah. I've done a good job. But, no. But, but that's it. Dexter Fletcher is kind of having this thing of saying, well, that's but, it. it. People no, don't you, like it, but people have finished it. And no, I, don't, but you don't, I don't know how to use that. <laughs> but you don't, yeah, no, no. You don't put that into the atmosphere, though. In the current yeah. fucking climate of you put an idea out there enough even if you're fucking like throwing in little conjecture about it eventually people will just go it's the most watched thing no no do you know what what it made me think when he said it and i was watching the clip and i'm a dexter fletcher fan the same as you there yeah i thought oh that's some fucking serious dwayne the rock johnson energy coming out of you there dext yeah yeah and it and it is and that's the thing and like the next like the next thing, the next film he does, if critics don't like it, it will be he will just be it's the most watched thing on Apple TV. People like it because it's equating people watching something with them like, you know, it. And this is my whole death of cinema thing, which is slightly it is hyperbolic. Don't get me wrong, but it, it comes from a place of sincerity where this is a film that has just been machine tooled like the gray man was. You know, and it, it it's this whole pattern of things it, it, that that is happening at the moment, where it is just let's not it's not let's chat GPT it, but let's look at the data and con- construct something to fit the data, and that feels like what's happening. It's like one of the Russo brothers got shit last week for talking about how AI could actually be constructed for. Uh, the film narrative and what it could mean for like expanding the universe and stuff and it's it just like no just no and it's not old man shouting at cloud oh and, and do you know what maybe it is old man shouting at cloud maybe was, i'm just fucking irrelevant because i'm stardust you know what, but what it's was just, interesting though i like what i is, like is that was it movie con that was going on recently last week uh cinema con yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what was really interesting was that came out of there Literally every studio said the same thing. Every major studio said the same thing of, do you know what? We think the streaming thing, the straight to streaming thing is gone now. And that releasing films in cinemas might be the way to go. And it's almost like, you reckon? (laughs) (laughs) You fucking reckon? But, yeah, but even that, yeah. But... There's a part of me that's like, yeah, but 
they've got those fucking data points instead of doing test screenings and things like that they can put something out there and then they've got hundreds of millions of eyes on these things that can look at when people stopped watching something you know down to the specific fucking second oh yeah they're getting real real time feedback on this stuff of when have people disengaged it's like trailers where now you've got like a 10 seconds trailer starts now it's two minutes long just let it fucking ride but no they have to do the money shots to get people to pay attention for two minutes and, and but but going back to ghosted chris chris evans and anna de armas have anti-chemistry I'm glad Dexter Fletcher got to film a sequence of people running up the exorcist stairs. You know, yeah, yeah. that felt weird. Yeah, didn't it? You know, I, I, you know, it, it, it's yeah, Adrian Brody doing I, whatever the fuck he was doing. It, it's I, the, the it, bit it's that got me with that. The bit that got me with that with them running up the exorcist stairs is it kept showing you different angles of it. And then all of a sudden, the last angle was her really far ahead of him. It's like the last shot you did of that, they were like eight steps away from the top and they were still level. And then the next shot, he's like halfway down the stairs and she's finished. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And and the problem is there is that's bad filmmaking. (laughs) I don't care how many people watched it to the end, Dexter. You didn't make a good film. No, it is. This film is the sourest bollock yogurt. I don't know. Every, I'm sure everybody got paid handsomely. It feels like you you would get as much out of that as you would from watching me do a job in knowledge management for a leading financial services company, which is what I do. It would be like watching Mark do a banging job managing an area as a leading clothing uh, store in the UK. It would be like Becky selling the fuck out of fireplaces. It's people doing their jobs. And actually, no, 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 Mark, Mark. I I, actually, I think we're we're overdoing it. It would be like me hung over just about being able to do my job for the day mark dealing with it at christmas just like i think i did okay and becky just i i don't know thinking like i'm not really in this sale like it just it's cash in cash out it's me hungover in the sainsbury's local when i was 23 years old fucking managing the store and hiding in the fucking freezer because i was hung over and i didn't want to talk to anyone that is ghosted yeah fuck you ghosted it's a really like i say the worst thing i think you can say genuinely about ghosted is even i didn't like it Mm. however I think it's still giving it three and a half five yeah and you'll watch it another five fucking times (laughs) i will you are an idiot. I, I yeah, I am. Um, I will end up watching it again because in like in like eighteen no, months I'll go. Stop can't it! Be that bad. Stop it! I'm like fucking Tom Atkins at the end of Halloween three. Stop it! Stop it! Turn it off! Stop it! No, Ian, because you'll have to send it to get permission, and we just won't approve it on the group chat. 
But I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah, I have shit. Shit, just shit. New rating. Mark's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, our audience poll on, on it on that for everything yeah. on both. Donna's just come in and shit. asked me if I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's not very good. Just tell her you're angry. Do me and Lottie need to go to a safe house? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a new rating for a film that is absolute dog shit, and we know that Mark will watch five times. That's ghosted. (laughs) I can see that. I've got another beer. I deserve that. <laughs> Twitter questions. Ricky, watch um, a dissonant double bill of Evil Dead Rise and Super Mario Brothers today. What dual bills of contrasting films have you done previously? A 10 o'clock showing of Monsters University and a 10 past 12 showing of The Conjuring. <laughs> That's a good one. What, we did one one time, didn't we? A really weird one where we watched something really nice. Hmm. We watched, <laughs> we watched the raid, <laughs> didn't we? And then came out of the raid and watched Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, that was good. just really pumped up from watching the raid. Yeah. Nice. So watching the raid, it, like in like a packed screening, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it was like like every seat was taken screening before the raid had like become like the big fucking deal that it became. Mm. And it was exhilarating, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, was like that. Came out were that pumped that we were about to walk out and get to the car and then went, fuck it, should we go and watch Twenty on Jump Street? <laughs> and went at Twenty on Jump Street and had a really good time. Yeah. Like, laughed an awful lot. Like, to the point of where somebody said, fuck, I wish I was enjoying it as much as those two are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, the other day I finished watching, I think it was Ouija, and then started watching Return to Oz. That was a bit of a weird one. I don't know, I think that's pretty fucking, <laughs> that pretty much makes sense. I know we watched, like, just like, like this, like, 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 as, as polar opposites, I think we watched Heart Tension, then uh, Inside, and then Martyrs all in one night, didn't we, once? Yeah, but that's not a dissonant. No, it's not, but They're I'm just saying really that well. was fucking intense, that wasn't was it? Night, yeah. Our French horror night. Yeah. Yeah, it was good, that. Hot tension is that switchblade romance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, film that. Dylan Butler, I watched my first Uwe Ball film last night with a viewing of House of the Dead. What legendary directors or classic films are still on your list of shame? Hmm. I'm a bit confused by this question. I looked at it earlier on. Is he saying that you Uwe Ball was a classic director? He'd only just got round to House of the Dead. Possibly, yeah. I think it's, yeah, films you should have seen that I haven't seen kind of thing. Is that what he's getting at? Yeah. Yeah. But Uwe Ball and House of the Dead. Takes all sorts, Ian. <laughs> the film he made after that was Alone in the Dark, a film that we've covered twice on the podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Which <laughs> was the most film bastards of things. Yeah. <laughs> awful lot of Kurosawa I've not seen I've, I see I've seen 
I think pretty much every Kurosawa. Yeah. See, I, I've, I've always felt quite ashamed of the fact that I've never seen uh, Gone with the Wind, but then I don't, it's I don't really think I like it. It's quite racist. Problematic. Um, racist is the word you're looking for, Becky. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is like the full fucking thing is like 238 minutes. Oh, one that I've wanted to watch for years and never got to is 1900. See, I've seen that, all of that. That's just fucking misery, the movie. I want to see it. It's very it's very good. Well, we have the, the iffy, um, the, 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 the effectively banned DVD of it, don't we? I've waited a lot. Yeah. So um when they re-released it they re-released the full the full full cut yeah um and the problem is it was supposed to have two minutes taken out of it oh and they accidentally left it in. and they accidentally left it in realized recalled it all mm. uh and then re-released it again um uh, and we got one of the ones that wasn't recorded that was that we snipped through is it the head scene yeah you get you get more of no it's not it's the cat Oh, okay. It's the cat scene, which kind of it happens in because it's it's done in two parts. It's one film, but in two parts of one film. Mm. So it has a let's say like a like a, a an intermission within it, and yeah, the intermission. What greets in the intermission is Donald Sutherland tying a cat to a post, and then running into it with his head to kill it. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Donald Sutherland's character in that film is 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 fucking is horrendous. But yeah, it's long. Final was long. Bit of a mini series in a film. I'm alright. I'm trying to think of what I, a, a, it's a big film that I've not seen. A big classic. A big classic that I've not seen. Or like there must be a filmmaker out there that I've not watched enough of. Hmm. Peter Weir. Peter Weir, really? I don't know, I was just throwing someone out of the fucking to pull it out of my arse, mate. I thought it was yours. <laughs> nah, Pinnacle Hanging Rog's a big pile of shit. Come at me, fuckers. You're not a <laughs> Boring. Do you know what? I've not seen Pinnacle Hanging Rock. I might give that a go, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking boring, mate. Um, it's no ghosted. I'll tell you that for free. Who have I not seen enough of? Mark, if you watch Ghosted again, I will kill you. <laughs> Do you know what? If somebody filmed me on the run from you because I've watched Ghosted again and you found out, that'd be a more entertaining movie than Ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, hold up a second. What is. Fuck. Um, all upset. I've got one. I've got one. Got one. But it's taking forever for me to find out. Oh, fuck off. No, thought I had it, but it was because it's Mike Lee, and I've actually watched quite a lot of Mike Lee films. Yeah, I thought I had one. I don't. Come back to that next week. I'll find out. <laughs> That was it for trick questions. Okay. One that completely okay. read my head. Coming up next time round, Guardians Volume 3. Don't think there's anything else next week. 
No, I don't think there is. By the way, the person I was thinking of was Ken Loach. I haven't watched enough Ken Loach. I don't even know if I need to watch any more Ken Loach. You don't need to watch any more Ken Loach. We, we, you know, I, I, I think past late 30s, obligation to watch things that you're watching to say that you've watched them and not necessarily because you want to becomes a moot point. Yeah, no, 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 I, I absolutely 100% agree with you. I, yeah, I have not watched enough of... Um, of uh, Ken Loach. You're not going to be passing down your love of Ken Loach to future generations. Nope. And the ones I have seen didn't really like that much. There we are. Yeah. There we are. Uh, all right. Guardians 3 coming next week. Yep. That is it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening as always. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Fuck off!